This is Jesse Shrek with PracticalMissions.com and Saints Equipped to Evangelize, giving insight into church planning missions in postmodern culture and giving updates about our ministry and the opportunities that you have to get involved personally to make an eternal impact for the gospel in Italy. Today I wanted to talk uh, about practical missions just for a moment. Uh, Why practical missions? And this I take from the About Us section at practicalmissions.com. Uh, just to, to give a little bit of a definition and a purpose to what Practical Missions does and what it what it serves. At this point, we're a website, and that's it. We're missionaries in Italy, and we want to share our hearts with our supporters and all those who follow us. Uh, fill them in about missionary life as much as possible. Help them to see that they are a part of what we're doing, and a very vital part because we wouldn't be here without our supporters uh, sustaining us and keeping us here. Um, so the first purpose of Practical Missions... Uh, is to promote the kind of missions we see in the Bible. Church planning, as demonstrated in the New Testament, involving sowing, evangelism, discipleship, follow-up, and elder training. And uh, what do we mean by that? Uh, Simply put, um, not all missions are the same. Nowadays, we have all kinds of different missions happening. Uh, But our goal is always to be as close as we can to the kind of missions that we see in the New Testament, in the book of Acts and throughout the New Testament. Uh, What we would call biblical missions or practical in that sense. Not so much practical as uh, it's doable and it makes sense, it's to the point, which is also important to us, but practical in the sense what we see lived out in the Bible as missions. Uh, I haven't been to other countries to do missions, only Italy. Uh, But what I like about doing missions in Italy is... uh, It's not like most missions today. Uh, Number one, we're in a country that is completely abandoned by the gospel. Uh, Less than 1%, which still means 0% evangelicals. Uh, And most missions that we see today are in countries that have a larger, much larger percentage of evangelicals. So it's kind of changed its focus, missions, today. Uh, In most places, it's uh, it's charity, it's acts of service. And I work with a lot of uh, short-term missionaries because they come to us uh, from the States to help us reach the people here in Italy. And we thank them, we love them, and we encourage them to keep coming back because we need help here in Italy. Uh, But the missions we do here is is relational, people uh, uh, missions, where we're bringing a message to the people, the gospel, uh, to people who have been told wrong messages, who haven't heard the gospel message at all in their life. And we're engaging them through a variety of different means, from track distributions to park ministry with puppets and stories and games, to drama ministries in the piazzas, testimonies, uh, engaging people with the gospel to talk to them, find out what they believe, and, and impart to them the Word of God, the gospel message, uh, by, that we're saved by grace through faith in Jesus Christ, and we can know we are saved. Um, so it's very relational, but the majority of missions today is, is relational, yes, but not with the message. So many of these guys who have come to work with us here on these short-term teams, I come to find out they're uh, still not confident or still haven't ever done it in their life, the idea of evangelism. How do we do that? What does that look like? Uh, Because they've been on a lot of different mission trips, and I'm amazed by this because, you know, I've only been to one, Italy, and I've been here now over seven years. Uh, but in all their experiences, so many of them have so many experiences, different countries, most of it is building something, providing something, uh, mostly financial type thing, just 
being there and making a presence and uh, but not so much engaging the lost and uh, evangelizing them uh, so I've recognized we have something unique that we do here in Italy but it also brings us back to what we see in the Bible this kind of, of missions and, and evangelism is one thing there's also many today that do missions and they do evangelism these like mass crusade type evangelism things and uh, Billy Graham is one of those and he was a fantastic great preacher really really I love listening to Billy Graham but even he himself has admitted in his later years that one of their big faults in their ministry was they had so much emphasis on evangelism crusade we go we preach to the masses and do a really good job but where they lacked was the follow-up. What happens to all these people afterwards? Who's there to come alongside of them, walk with them in life, disciple them, and show them what it means to be a, a Christian? Uh, so that's where they kind of fell short. Their focus was on some one thing right there. Now, us at Practical Missions, we like to bring this emphasis back to what we see in the Bible, uh, church planning missions, which would have the idea of sowing the gospel. Unfortunately, too much talk in Christian circles today about sowing has to do with financial stuff. You sow this, you receive that. Okay, that's that's one thing and it's small. But most sowing in the Bible has to do with the gospel message itself. Sowing it into the hearts and into the minds of human beings. Uh, so sowing in, in biblical missions, practical missions as we call it, is understanding some people have not received any gospel message at all. In Italy, it's the perfect example. Their only idea of the gospel is a false one. It's something totally not gospel, uh, based on works, not not grace. Uh, so we need to sow, which means getting people thinking about the message of God, getting people considering again, who is God? What does it mean to be a Christian? Uh, these kinds of things. Sowing thoughts, sowing gospel through a variety of brief encounters with people or as we do mass distributions of tracts just to remind people God is something they need to consider they can't just be indifferent and push that aside they live and breathe because God is sustaining the world sowing in that sense which would come before evangelism and evangelism would come after sowing you get someone thinking about God again ah okay yeah I need to consider that okay so you're saying I breathe and I move and I live because Christ is alive and he's maintaining the world huh okay so you sow these ideas, and then evangelism is actually when you're sitting down and you're talking with someone, presenting them with the gospel, what it actually is, what it means, the bad news of where they stand before God, under His wrath, that in a certain sense they need to be saved, not so much from their sin, but from God Himself, also in a very real sense. As uh, Brother R.C. Sproul likes to point out in one of his books, really good image on that. Uh, but yeah, the idea that uh, evangelism, we're sitting down, we're talking and showing people where they stand before God, letting Scripture, letting the Lord Himself speak through us by His Word, and then showing them the way of salvation through Scripture, what it says, what it means, that it's by faith in Jesus Christ and Him alone that we can please God and have a right relationship with God. The work is already done. We just need to receive it. So we make it clear and we encourage them, exhort them to come to a decision you say yes to Christ or you say no, there is no middle ground. Where are you? Are you an enemy of God or will you repent and become a friend of God, made new? Will you be a slave to sin all your life and to Satan or will you receive this gift, be set free, forgiven and redeemed by the blood of Jesus Christ and enter into new life and live as a Christian? So we bring them to a decision. That will be evangelism, discipleship. Uh, again, like I mentioned before, you come alongside and you're, you, you make a, a commitment to, uh, for a period of time where you're in the Word of God and getting guided and receiving instruction from someone else who's already been a Christian for a while. And you learn what it means in regular real-life situations, how to know God, know His Word, and live it out in your life as a 
someone who honors God in all you do. Uh, discipleship, being involved in it, being discipled, and later on, discipling others as well, naturally. Uh, follow-up is this idea uh, which happens with evangelism and also discipleship where you, you continue a relationship with someone, uh, recognizing that they, they're just not going to come on their own initiative. You need to come alongside them, give them a, a friendly boost, uh, visit them, uh, make sacrifice, be involved in their life, and uh, pull them along in the ways of the Lord and, and bring them with you, following up on them. Uh, an important part, as I mentioned, not every, not every ministry, not every mission does that. And then elder training is also very important to mention, and I'll do it briefly. Uh, the idea that um, going and being a pastor in a church in another country is one thing. It's okay. It's not bad. But at the same time, just like parents need to raise their children and then send them out on their own, not keep them at home in the nest forever, same thing with missions. In fact, they learn to do that probably from the Bible, from missions. And at a certain point, you make disciples and you recognize those uh, men who have the call to become elders. And then we begin a, a training process with them, giving them more responsibility and teaching them theology, teaching them um, uh, pastoral ministry, uh, things of this nature. And they get involved more and more in the church in, in having that leadership kind of role in the church. When it comes to a certain point of time where we we then recognize them before the church. They become recognized as the leaders of the church. And we step out. The missionaries step out. And they're on their own in the Lord's hands. Trained and prepped. And by God's grace, able to do what He's called them to do as leaders in a church. Uh, which would be different from pastoral missions where you go and you become a pastor and you stay there forever and people are dependent upon you. Uh, the idea here and what we see in the Bible is over and over. Paul, he got in. He would start the church, make disciples, train elders as quick as possible, get out and get somewhere else. And let them continue to grow by his by the grace of God and, and, and learn what it means and to do leadership. And then they remain friends and then if there's an issue, you can always talk about it, things like that, and then help them. But you leave them on their own and let them grow in God's grace to do the work of the Lord. And then they continue to make disciples. And that church, in theory, then is now planning more churches also. They're involved in reaching out and in, in training disciples and making elders to start more churches. Uh, this is the view we see in, in, in the Bible, those five areas which Practical Missions puts a lot of focus on. We want to help people to see this kind of missions lived out, the kind we see in the Bible. Uh, the other missions are good, uh, but this is beautiful in the sense this is God's design. Uh, all churches, all places should be involved in charity, for, should be involved in uh, making an impact in their community and, and helping uh, the poor, things like that. We should all be doing that. But um, missions then is something particular where we're focuses on the gospel, preaching it, making disciples, training elders, and, uh, and starting churches above all. Uh, the second thing about practical missions on our list here is we want to get more people involved in church planning missions in Italy. So one, we promote the kind of missions we see in the Bible, like I just talked about. Two, we at practicalmissions.com, we want uh, to get more people involved in church planning missions, especially in Italy, where there's such a great need. Uh, so we expose all our supporters and those who come in contact with us about what we're doing and how they can get involved, either through prayer, joining us with our prayer requests, through giving, and then coming. We have a variety of different ways people can get involved in Italy here for a period of one week, two weeks, three weeks, months, years, a whole bunch of different aspects. And uh, we continue to fill you in on that stuff. I won't do it now just to save time. But we have so many different options for you here 
with our mission, Saints Equipped to Evangelize, which you can learn more about at cteams.org, cteams.org. And the third thing about practical missions, what is our purpose, is to promote church planning that is done with a biblical view of God. So number one, promote the kind of missions we see in the Bible, which is church planning. Uh, Two, getting more people involved in this kind of mission. Three, promote church planning that's done with a biblical view of God. And I say that simply to say a biblical view of God. That's a real point there. Much of uh, missions that goes on today is done with a non-biblical view of God. A God who is not sovereign. A God who does not predestine. A God who is not all-knowing. A God who is put into a little box and made to be how we want Him to be. And uh, in my past, I had an idea of God, and I thought God was this way, that way, love only, this, that. I didn't understand much His justice or His sovereignty. So all my emphasis on my God was this way. And as we all know, as we go to study Scripture and we learn who God is through Scripture and only there, we begin to realize, okay, wow, the way I viewed God was different. Uh, The Bible says He's this way. My God was different. That means I created God in my own image, which is also known as idolatry. We make God to be how we want, and that's a grave sin. So as we do missions, we need to make sure we are doing missions with a biblical view of God, knowing the God of the Bible, His ways, His character, who He is, preaching His gospel. Not our gospel, not a man-made gospel, but the gospel of the God of the Bible. So a biblical view of God, very, very important. And easily we can make God into our own image. We need to always be cautious of that. As human beings with our sinful flesh, so easy it is to to make God into something else. We need to always bow before Scripture uh, with reverence and get our views of God strictly from the Bible. So those are the three points of practical missions, the three purposes that it has. And again, simply the idea started here with uh, wanting out of love for our supporters and those who pray for us and support us regularly over all these years. We want to be able to engage them and anyone else who comes along and follows us uh, to a sound view of missions and a healthy understanding of what missions is. Not that we're the experts, but we do have experience and we've been blessed by God to work in a place that brings us to the focus of missions. It's, It's hard to get caught up in other stuff when you serve in Italy because the people, they don't need us to provide uh, financial things to them. They don't need us to dig wells for them. They don't need us to build houses for them. They're lost and they wear nice clothes and uh, they look like anyone else in your family back in the States. Uh, But what they don't have is a relationship with Jesus Christ. What they don't have is an understanding of what the gospel is. What they don't have is an understanding of where they stand before God. So we're, we're forced in a sense in Italy to come to a, a sound view of what missions is and ought to be and to not get caught up in other stuff, but to be focused on those things that I mentioned, the church planning aspects, sowing, evangelism, making disciples, following up, and training elders. Um, so I hope that was uh, helpful for you guys to get a clear idea of what we're about here at Practical Missions with our website and how we... Uh, Uh, engage you guys through this website and give you an opportunity to better understand what we're doing here in Italy with your support and with your help. Thanks for listening. Thanks for uh, tuning in and being a part of what we're doing here in Italy. We truly are thankful for all of you guys. And we, we, we pray God's blessing upon you. Thank you for listening to Practical Missions Podcast with Jesse Schreck. I serve as a full-time church planning missionary with Saints Equipped to Evangelize in North Italy. 
I also promote biblical or practical missions through the website practicalmissions.com. This is in order to help our supporters and all onlookers to gain perspective on missions, missional living, supporting missions, and church planning in postmodern culture. For more information, visit practicalmissions.com. If you like the podcast, we encourage you now to come on over and join us on the inside. If you love Jesus Christ, you love this podcast, you love the Italian people, you love the Church of Jesus Christ, it's the perfect place for you to meet other people and uh, see and understand more about the Italian culture and what is going on with Practical Missions Cohort in the Italian context. Look forward to seeing you over there. God bless.